Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz. And uh, always uh, at this time of the week, uh, our favorite of all of the different guests that we've had on, no matter how illustrious, uh, this man, uh, probably the most unique presentation of uh, facts and figures and odds and selections on games uh, that uh, is on any platform. So I would imagine his own podcast here on Believe is a real hoot as well. But uh, we welcome to the program uh, of Two for the Money fame, uh, of course, the great uh, handicapper, Brandon Lang, uh, joins us here on the show. Brandon, how are you, my friend? Well, we're back in Vegas from New York, so we're in a huge villa at Bellagio. I got four trannies dressed in football outfits playing two-on-two football about 20 feet away from me. It's hilarious. Just unbelievable. The one throws such a tight spiral. The Spanish one throws an unbelievable tight spiral to the German one. The German one's packing 11, so she kind of stumbles a little bit. And then the one Asian one, defender, lockdown defender. And the, 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 the Ukraine one can't get open. They're getting all pissed off. So what's oh, my up, God. Boys? Good morning. And 11 uh, inches, uh, you know, adds new dimensions to the idea of moving the chains. Uh, uh, all right, Brandon Langwood, so has this ever happened to you? I, I don't know. I, it doesn't strike me that you would be this type of guy that would get into a situation like this where, where a relationship, uh, became jeopardized uh, by the fact that you were already trying to anticipate how you would divide up the Powerball winnings of $1.2 billion. Uh, I'm with the wife last night. I haven't even gone out and bought the tickets. Now, I know I have no chance of winning because I'm going to a local grocery store, which has never sold a winning ticket in, in the history of the existence of these games. And sure enough, uh, you know, I, I buy a ticket. I cut off some 80-year-old lady, and I, I'm figuring maybe she won. But uh, I'm speculating, as people do, you know, they, they act like they're going to win this thing, even though there have been like, you know, $2.4 billion thrown at it uh, to win this jackpot that's available because the juice is 50%. And so um, I end up in an argument with my wife about how we're going to divide the funds, which, uh, you know, I wanted to give like $10 million to her sister. And I didn't realize that uh, since the last time I talked to her about her sister, she now hates her sister and uh, says, fuck her. I'm giving her nothing. And I'm like, well, well we, you know, the likelihood of us winning this money, you know, is, is pretty slim. She said, yeah, you fuck my sister. <laughs> like, I don't want to fuck your sister. <laughs> but, well, I mean, it escalated to the point it. where we went to bed in, in separate rooms last night, Brandon. Like, have you ever had an argument about gambling winnings and being divided and how happy. they're going to be split up without actually winning the money? Well, let's address the, the, the sister aspect of the story. Do you know what rodeo sex is? Oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. It's rodeo sex. Rodeo sex is where you get your wife on all fours, mm-hmm. and you climb over the top on her back, and you take your right arm, and you come up underneath her chest and pull tight over her left shoulder. You take your left arm and come up underneath her right shoulder, and you tuck your right arm over her right shoulder. She got her almost in an absolute death grip bear hug right over her back. Now, you actually, as if you're doing it doggy style, you actually just get behind her and just tuck, just tuck in as close as you can get to her. And then you squeeze her, you squeeze her real tight. You're ready to hold on, like real, real tight. So, so you got the visual. 
you're up behind her, you're squeezing real tight, you feel you got a good, good grip, nothing's going to shake you. Then you lean down, and you whisper in her ear, this is exactly the position I fuck your sister in the ass. <laughs> and then you, then you gotta hold on for eight seconds. You gotta hold on for eight seconds. You gotta hold on for eight seconds. You can't hold on for eight seconds. You lose. That's oh rodeo God. sex, boys. Oh my God. That's rodeo, rodeo sex. Right <laughs> it sounded like Bonnie Valentine putting her wife into a Boston exactly. crab or a submission oh hold. Even going back to my early days of watching and wrestling no, on TV when Ben Senior was in charge. Yeah. I've never uh, got interesting an uh, about fictitious funds about money <laughs> yeah. and, and bets and whatever. I'm 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 generous to begin with. Um, I decided to drive back cross country from New York to Vegas. So from New York to St. Louis, 15 hours, crashed. Went from St. Louis to Boulder, stayed with a buddy for a couple of days, and then 11 hours down to Vegas. But I ate at a diner, and the bill was 21. Gave the girl 35. Wow. She came running to the door. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And you don't realize what it means to them to overtip a little bit in places like that. You just don't, you know, and, and to see her be thankful for that. And, and then right before I got to Vegas, about four hours out, I stopped at a Denny's. It was 23. I left her 40. She came to the front and said, thank you. So, I mean, I could see where people have argued about how much you get, how much I get, blah, blah, blah. I... I would literally, like, if I was in that conversation with, as you, with your wife, well, if we won this, how much would you get? I'm like, what if it hit? It's done. Nice. At that yeah. level, yeah. it's so much money. Yeah, it's exactly. the Gordon, it's the Charlie Sheen line to Gordon Gecko. You know, how many more yachts do you need to, to ski behind? Gordon, how many more boats do you need? How many more, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm around very, very wealthy people. All, all summer yeah. long, and it's when you're around them, the, 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 you know, a hundred, a million dollars might as well be a hundred. When you yeah. get to that level of money, yeah. if you've lived making one fifty, two hundred thousand your whole life, and if you get that significant amount of money, it's not going to change who you are. You may buy yourself some nice things, you may get yourself some nice things, but you're not all of a sudden going to go down to Neiman Marcus and buy four Zenia suits, get yourself a Bentley and start going out fine dining all the time. It's not who you are. You're not, you're not that person. You've never been that person. So that's, that's my take on that. Let's roll. Motherfuckers. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's good. Uh, we need some winners here. Maybe. I mean, I, I didn't win anyway, which was the great part. Uh, I mean, because uh, now I, I get to win on Saturday and we get to have this argument again. I had already bought uh, joining $20 million house. <laughs> is on an area here i don't know if you're probably familiar with the hillsborough mile and uh you know and, and then there was a question about how much to give certain deadbeats you know that i've uh, carried in the past <laughs> to to see you know uh, you know how, how they maybe would be able to get out for life but we would have had 500 million left over even if i spent everything so uh, that would have been enough to uh, you know make our way through and maybe make a few wagers over the weekend is there anything you would put the entire 500 million on brandon lang as we look at the college and pro card this week well, let's recap. Came on your show last Thursday. Had the Ravens over the Bucks Thursday. Saturday lost with Iowa State. Sunday pushed with the Bills. Bought it down from 10.5 to 10. Although, if you would put a gun to my head and ask me, 
if the name Art Schleister popped into my head after watching Josh <laughs> Allen on Sunday night, I would tell you yes. I would tell you if you didn't think better, you would think Josh Allen shaved points. Yeah. You would literally sit there if you knew nothing about gambling, and you would say, this man shaved points. Up 17, laying 10 and a half, unless you bought the half point and laid 10. The first pick was atrocious. There was no one there. There was no receiver. He just threw it right on the ground towards the Green Bay guy. He gets it. Well, what happens? Then we get the kicked interception, so we get it back. We get down there first and goal at the four, at the four. We run it on first down, pick up the yard, second and goal at the three. Where's the Josh Allen keeper running yeah. off the right side? Where's the where's the mobile quarterback? Where no, what we're gonna do is when a Josh is what you gotta do. All right, your, your, your boy's down to his bookie big. He's your best friend back in Wyoming. We're going to break his arms, Josh. So here's what we do. If it's in the fourth quarter, you're up 17, Josh. We cannot go up by 20, and we cannot go up by 24. Josh, your boy's going to have both his legs broken and his arms broken. So whatever you do, Josh, we have to win by 10. Okay, so what do you do? He rolls out. No one's open. Throws it out of the end zone. Now, Josh is getting nervous. He's like, oh, my God, what do I do here? So he'll go put that 20. Okay, I got to figure this out. So he snaps it, rolls out to the right. There's no one there. There's no receiver. Nowhere. And he throws it right to the Green Bay guy. Interception. <laughs> they go down, get a touchdown, falls on 10. Field goal there, you're up 20, you win by 13. I mean, by Very questionable, yes. Does the right, I mean, literally, I'm not, I, I'm not afraid to say – I'm the guy that says things that other people think about but are afraid to say. Those were absolutely for an elite quarterback in the NFL to make not one interception but two interceptions in the manner of how bad they were. And it makes you scratch your head and say in places you don't talk about at parties, that was absolutely atrocious. So um, then Monday we come back with one of the few people who had the Browns. Tuesday, Ohio outright by three touchdowns over Buffalo, three-point home dog. Yesterday, Central Michigan on the road at Northern Illinois, plus five, wins outright by 12. And our 13, three touchdowns, three. Yep, and that brings us to tonight. So two games tonight. <clears throat> I like Coastal Carolina plus the points at home over Appalachian State. But I just, I just can't get past the Texans plus 14 at home. Double-digit road favorites in the NFL are 0-6 against the spread their last six. Think about that. Patriots rolled into Carolina lane 13. Didn't get it done. I, I just can't see Philly going in here. They're 0-8 against the spread as a non-division road favorite of five or more. 0-6 against the spread in games before Monday night when they're playing the Commanders. So, I just don't see Houston getting blown out. I know Philly's on a roll. I went against them when they went to Arizona. Here's the funny thing about Philadelphia. is you get to this point in the season, and you're like, hey, I wonder how many road games they've played. They've only played three road games all year. They played at Detroit, at Arizona, and at Washington. That's it. That's it for the season. So I got to lean toward, toward Houston plus the point. College, um, I can't pass up. <clears throat> can't pass up Tennessee plus the points. I can't. I just cannot pass up Tennessee plus the points. I, I, I'm a believer in their offense. I don't like the fact that Georgia struggled at Missouri. 
And I'm going to take Tennessee plus the points. Baylor plus the points over Oklahoma. Baylor's 20-1 against the spread as a conference underdog versus a team that came off a straight-up and against the spread win. That was the exact same stat last Saturday when they went into Texas Tech. They were 19-1 and against the spread as a conference dog facing an opponent off a straight-up and against the spread win, <clears throat> and they hammered Texas Tech. I will come right back and go against Oklahoma and take Baylor plus the points. And last but not least, I'm sorry, I'm going to take LSU plus the double digits over Alabama. I said it when I took Tennessee over Alabama. Alabama's defense is not as good as they have been in the past, and I just don't like. I just don't like them. I just don't like them in this situation. I'm going to take LSU as a double-digit home dog to get it done. NFL, um, tough board, tough board. But I hate the Raiders. I've sold my season tickets. I want to see them lose every single game. <laughs> I want to see Carr and Josh McDaniel both Carr get shipped out to get a different quarterback in here because he is just absolutely god awful on the face of the planet Earth. So we're going to go Jacksonville at home uh, over Vegas. I think the Buccaneers are done. I think the loss to Shaq Barrett, the loss to Shaq Barrett, is critical for them. They probably win that game on Thursday night if Shaq Barrett doesn't get hurt. And once he went out, Ravens were able to just run football and, and, and go right through them. So. I'm going to take the Rams plus that small number um, to get it done. And then last but not least, as much as I hate him, as much as I can't stand him, as much as I would take a yellow wiffle ball bat and beat him within an inch of his life, <laughs> I think the Taylor Heineke, I think the Taylor Heineke love fest is over. And I'm going to roll with Minnesota uh, minus that number over Washington Cousins, eight two straight up against the spread um, on the road. If he has a winning record. So, I'll give Cousins one more chance for you. You like that? You like that, Tranium Dayton? You like that? You like that, Tranium Dayton? <laughs> Kirk Cousins in Minnesota is the Tranny Game of the Week. That's going to be the Tranny Game of the Week. Wow, that's ah, uh, impressive. Big, yeah, with Kirk Cousins especially, a very suspect uh, character well, exactly. in, in those if kind of Kirk propositions. Implodes, if Kirk, Kirk Cousins implodes there and buries me, he's going to get a, he's going to get a visit. From, I got a okay. I got a buddy who sends pictures. We're on a group group text. There's ten of us on a group text, and all this guy does is sends you pictures of hot girls. Then he gets you to scroll down, and then there's the there's the chowder. There's the there's the swing low. There's the ten, eleven, twelve inches. He does it all the time. Now as you're scrolling down, you're looking at this girl going, "Holy mackerel." She is gorgeous. And then you hit the lead pipe and you're like, oh my God, you don't see it coming. <laughs> he, sent us one the, he sent us one the other day that he got us all. So if Kirk Cousins implodes, ladies and gentlemen, he is going to get a visit from Maya, M A Y A, Lafayette. Maya Lafayette is coming to Kirk Cousins' house <laughs> in Minnesota. Enjoy that search, boys. Get the big chuckle on B Lang. That's what we have for you. You're a great American. Uh, you haven't seen Giselle hanging out with Money Mayweather at the sports books uh, betting against the Bucks, by any chance, have you? Uh, I uh, while you've been in Vegas, remember, listen, I I just got back last night. Okay, so give, okay. Me, give me some time to get Scope my bearings, out. and I'll go check in with my people at the Rhino and the Crazy Horse Three, yeah, and I got to put my roster together. All my girls are waiting back. I got to get my starters in order. I got to get my reserves. I got to put my team together. It takes me, and it takes I've been gone for six months, so. Yeah, yeah no, but you're like Mo Green. Go, I gotta I mean, go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I gotta go into I gotta go into crazy, crazy Horse Three, 
and I got to get my six foot one year crane in the low post. You got to make sure she's on board. You've got a low post player. You can't go. I got to get the rhino though. Cause I got a five, four inch Filipino point guard. That's unbelievable. Bro. <laughs> and then I'm going to head over to little dot to little darling to little darling. I got this little five foot three Spanish girl. Oh my God. Shooter. Shooter. She is a shooter, bro. So give me a chance to get my Good. roster together, and then next week we'll have it. We'll have it all figured out for you. All right, all right. Man, you're I'll the king, you Brandon Lang. Thanks so much, my friend. Always a pleasure, Brandon Lang, who has uh, become, uh, I mean, wildly more reliable in, in terms of his yeah, uh, crazy. appearances on the shows. And he's like clockwork now. He's like a coach calling in, yes, right? Yes, so you I have a coach say. schedule for like eight fifty nine fifty, and boom. Eight fifty nine forty nine. There's the phone ring. Yep, yep. Langman's That's the way on. these coaches are. They're organized. They're, they're persistent. They're practical. Uh, and, and Brandon Lang has become uh, a lot of that. Uh, so uh, having some success, uh, BrandonLang.com is where you find uh, all of his information. All right, so uh, you're saying go ahead and lay the points uh, with Philadelphia. Brandon Lang says take the 14 with the Texans, Luby. They've just been pounding then, everyone. Uh, I mean, th- their schedule is ass, but at least when they play these garbage teams, they've been pounding them. So... Why not I'm inclined to think that. the Texans uh, somehow get a miracle backdoor cover and uh, get within 14 tonight. I'm going to go with Brandon Lang on that one. Uh, and then the other game that, that was uh, absolutely troubling to you uh, are, are, you know, the opinions that you're hearing about the Florida State-Miami game. Miami 1-7 against the spread. Worst team in the country against the point spread in college football this year, which should disqualify them from any future championships, right, if you ever hold that distinction of being the worst team against the spread in any season. You should be disqualified from ever uh, being considered uh, for the competition uh, committee again to put you in that final. What's it going to be, the final 64 by the time they get done yeah, expanding exactly. the uh, postseason? Exactly. Yeah. Coach K will have a couple of victories in uh, college football. Uh, but anyway, uh, Florida State, uh, you're upset, man. You I believe that Florida funny. State, as a seven and a half point favorite, is being disrespected, Mike Luby Lubitz. I think it's funny. But the spread should be even wider. I mean, uh, are, are you going to go and bet that game with conviction? No, I'm not saying the spread should be wider. It's fine. It's a rivalry game. I just think it's funny that unanimously they'd go with UM. Like, it's not. You watched UM play. <laughs> They've lost by double digits to both Middle Tennessee State and Duke. They look like shit. Florida State's they really better than do. both. And they were at home for both of those games. And both of those teams do not represent well in Miami, whereas FSU does. So to me. Why would it suddenly change? I, I, as an FSU fan, I'm always a little nervous, so I hope FSU takes them seriously. I just find it funny that national people wouldn't go with trends, wouldn't go with this season, wouldn't go with their eye. Whatever numeric or metric you go by would lead you to FSU. So that's weird to me that, like, seven and a half isn't a lot for a team that is top 10 in offense and top 30 in defense versus a team that's Well, and they're home. Uh, you know, Miami's home. But so if they watch their home games... <laughs> like they're not seven and a half at, at home. Uh, you know, it, it won't seem like a home game because uh, the crowd will be uh, mostly uh, Florida State fans. Because uh, the locals here have thrown in the towel. I mean, it's a yeah. fan who can jump in town that we live in here, South Florida, which is why we are, are focusing on this game. And it was a great rivalry game for many years. I'm not sure how applicable that is because the Hurricanes have been so bad that I don't know that they have a rivalry with anyone at this stage. Now they they. they Showed themselves all right uh, against Texas A&M, who turned out to be a bogus team uh, earlier in the season. They lost to Middle Tennessee State, getting hammered in the process. Yes. That North Carolina game was a disgrace also, and they were life and death to beat Virginia in overtime 14-12. to 12, Yes, they didn't score as, a touchdown. Uh, they managed all of two field goals in regulation, and it looks like they benched their Heisman Trophy candidate at quarterback, and the guy that replaced them looks like garbage also. Yes. So... 
I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot of reason to like Miami because uh, I do think that Florida State has made progress this year and uh, actually has been, uh, even though they don't have any juggernaut record, but you know they've looked a lot better than they have in the last several seasons, whereas Miami has regressed to a point, yes. a low point, that in my lifetime I never thought I would see. I'm not sure they could beat FIU. Look, you never know. Maybe they win. The Maybe season. FSU has injuries or, look, it rain, whatever. I, you, things happen. Maybe Van Dyke, they just let him go and play, which they haven't done all year. I don't know. I'm just saying from, like, up to this point, isn't that what you look at when you're yeah. a handicapper? Like, as a fan, I don't get too cocky about any game. But, like, as a handicapper, like, that's my thing. That's what I don't understand. People keep thinking the Canes should be better. Yes. And, and the trouble is... You know, what if this is uh, as good as it gets? At least this year. Look, I'm sure I'm not writing off Crystal Ball. They have time. He's recruiting really well. Those recruits will come in and then play. But they don't play now. You know, and I've said this before on our morning show, and, uh, you know, I I believe this. Uh, If you have such a great coaching staff that you brought in, they should be able to take the other guy's dreck and, and, and at least make them look better. They may not, not, you know, be, you know, national championship contenders or even top 25, but they shouldn't look like garbage every week. That's a poorly coached team, yes. period. It's one, one uh, you know, uh, logjam of mistakes on top of another, whether it's penalties, turnovers, whatever. Yep, yep. Uh, just completely inept, misguided play by guys that you thought were going to make tremendous progress this year. I thought this Tyler Van Dyke, I remember talking to Gene Deckerow, who was the longtime voice of yeah, uh, Florida State, still calls the Bucks games. And uh, he was raving about Tyler Van Dyke, saying, wow, you guys in Miami. Now, he was always trying to be encouraging to the fans yeah. here that he was speaking to. Because uh, he's just that kind of guy. But, uh, you know, and, and this rivalry was always a good one because you, you didn't hate the Florida State fans like you did the Gator fans. They weren't pompous assholes like the, uh, well, I don't want to say that about Gator fans. We have many Gator fans that are friends. But many of them are hillbillies with no teeth that are drinking moonshine all game. <laughs> Wouldn't know a football from a bowling pin, but they're just sitting there going, Oh, Gators. Right? And then who knows what form of incest they're performing after the ball game is over to celebrate another Gator win. I miss Mick Hubert on the call, so uh, he was great. Oh, my. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you, you hated the Gators, and so did the Florida State uh, Gator rivalry. It was also a bitter one. Uh, this was a respectful, intense rivalry uh, for and, and produced some great results. I mean, unbelievable, hellacious games, classics. And, uh, you know, it was great, too, because uh, the early promoters of the Florida State-Miami rivalry were Howard Schnellenberger and Bobby Bowden, and they couldn't have been any more classic. And, uh, you know, if you weren't a college football fan, you had to start even, you know, taking some sort of interest in it just because of the way these two guys, uh, you know, promoted the game. And it was great. But uh, don't feel that steam there. I, I think you're getting seven and a hook at home uh, with the Hurricanes, and, and you keep expecting them to at least make a representative showing. I, I mean, if this doesn't wake them up after last week, then nothing will. So we'll, we'll see. Anyway, all right, uh, you're going to go ahead and lay the seven and a hook uh, with uh, <laughs> six out of seven handicappers are saying take Miami in the points in, in this ballgame. There you go. In the New York Post. All right, uh, we have to run. It, it was a pleasure being with you. Thanks to Brandon Lang. Always a hoot. I hope you guys have a lot of success with his picks. BrandonLang.com is where you can find more of all of his insights. And they uh, handicap everything on BrandonLang.com. It doesn't matter. You want to bet on Korean baseball, they probably have a line and an opinion. So uh, it's all good stuff. And they. You can tell uh, Brandon doesn't uh, take his research aspect lightly. He has uh, all of the facts and figures that you would need, plus a wild gut instinct opinion. Because um, he's like the the trip handicappers in uh, in racing with, with the Breeders' Cup on the horizon. 
where you just watch race after race after race, as uh, was illustrated by his breakdown of the uh, four downs uh, where he thought that Josh Allen was shaving points in the Buffalo yeah. game. <laughs> anyway, we got to run. Hey, everybody, no matter what you're doing, even if you're uh, playing a Powerball on Saturday night, uh, remember, you have to go into it thinking that you're going to win. And so we leave you with the thought, uh, Jeff DeForest uh, from Mike Luby Lubitz saying, you got to believe. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.